Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Happy uh, Christmas there, Wackerly. What am it's I supposed Merry to say? Christmas, Merry Christmas, dude. I'm Jewish, dude. I don't need to say it right. <laughs> How's Santa going to come in here? You don't have a chimney. Is he going to come down the corpse chute <laughs> into gonna, the bathroom? I'm going to bust out my nunchucks if Santa even tries to get into this place. What if you're in the bathroom making a BM and he comes in with presents? <laughs> Just some crackhead, fat crackhead wearing like a red jumpsuit. No, it'll be a white <laughs> white, white, white beater that's soaked in blood. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bust out my nunchucks. <laughs> you should. I would keep them right under your pillow tonight. So, Wackerly, it's the uh, Sick and Wrong Holiday Spectacular, actually doing the show on Christmas Eve, uh, which I'm kind of surprised about because uh, you're not spending it with your family. You're spending Christmas Eve with, with your Jewish friend. Yeah. Uh, did you do that on purpose this year? Yeah, people hate Christmas. You hate Christmas, even though you're, you've never been forced to celebrate it. I despise Christmas. I not only hate Christmas, I, <laughs> but I don't despise hate it with every fiber of my being. I don't hate Christmas because I've... I celebrate Christmas how I want to celebrate Christmas. The the part it's not Christmas that sucks. It's having to hang out with sucks. No. It's having to see your family that sucks. Dude, okay. And, having to see your family sucks. But what about scrambling all around town trying to buy a gift for your girlfriend? What about going to fucking Macy's on Christmas Eve? weathering these fucking like 30 person deep lines people are shoving you. Is that what you did today? Dude, I, just a couple <laughs> hours ago, I was frantically you know, kind of, I I figured, you know, I could buy Heather just, you know, in a couple books or something, maybe a CD, and I figured that would be all right. And then she's like asking me, "Oh, no, dude, but what? Like a cat calendar from Barter's? No, you you yeah, can't get that for your longtime girlfriend." Dude, at I Christmas. bought her that book, Geek Love, and uh, No Country for Old Men. I figured, you know, that would be a couple cool gifts and you know a CD. I didn't think no, it was going to be that big of a deal. No, it is a big deal. That's like a secret office Santa gift. Yeah, but you know, whatever. I was going to go buy her like some jewelry or something. But then I was talking to her the other day and she's like, well, I was thinking, you know, we'd spend at least a few hundred dollars. And I'm like, a few hundred dollars. Fuck, you know, I wonder what she's going to get me because the girl doesn't have that much money. Yeah. So then I was yeah, like. What she was really saying is, I think you should spend a few hundred dollars. I think that's what she was implying. You so, live in a communist, communist uh, socialist relationship. It's like from each according to their ability to pay, from each according to their ability to pay. Which is bullshit. And that's why Christmas <laughs> is a load of bullshit. It's wealth redistribution. Dude, it's just bullshit. And so I was like, all right, you know 
what? I'm going to have to get her a better gift. So I go to Macy's, buy some jewelry there, and then she wanted this kind of perfume called like Chanel 5 or something, which was not cheap, no. mind you. And and I had to like sit through all these lines, and, and then I well, leave. Well, Macy's is like... Christmas ground zero. I mean, that you couldn't pick a worse store to go to. That's oh, where everybody's... Dude. They've got the big Christmas displays and all that shit. I, it, it took, like, so much forbearance not to, like, just get a machete and just start hacking people. Because it was just... It's, where do you it's get the machetes in, in housewares? <laughs> in the basement? <laughs> no, on the, on the fifth floor. <laughs> they have machetes. Yeah. <laughs> just a baseball bat just yeah. going through. And it's just like, I'm going to ruin Christmas for everybody this year. Yeah. But so anyway, I, I was just like, you know, what, whether those crowns, I bought, I bought the fucking perfume. I'm leaving. And there's just like, the sidewalk's full of people. You can't even move. There's people walking yep. in, in every direction. They're yeah. not obeying the rules of the sidewalk. Right. You know, walk up on one side, walk south on the other side. And the only thing that made the people part was some crackhead wearing this, like, disheveled Santa jacket. Not even the hat. What about the white fake beard? Or no, did he, he, have didn't, a real even, fake he beard? didn't even have a beard. He was just wearing, like, the Santa jacket with a fur-lined, you know, Santa jacket with a white fur and no <laughs> pants on. I mean, he didn't even have underwear on. Just bare-assed? Yeah, he had socks on. <laughs> he was just kind of sitting there holding this, like, Coke can or something with change, like a little Coke cup, and just shaking it, being like, Jingle Bells, Merry <laughs> Christmas, Jingle Bells. And, dude, I was walking by, and I'm, I'm looking at this guy, and I was wondering why everyone was just kind of suddenly just parting. Yeah. Like, everyone's splitting. It was just, like, dividing everybody in half. Everyone's kind of splitting and just giving this guy a wide berth. Uh-huh. And when I finally got up there, I realized the dude's wearing no pants. <laughs> and he's got this fucking, like, at least 14-inch dong. <laughs> just kind of hanging there. <laughs> How droopy were his balls? I didn't look that closely. He smelled well, just really bad. in relation to his penis, were they below? Were they longer than 14 inches, halfway, equal, equidistant? I, I didn't see the balls <laughs> hanging longer than the penis. And it was cold outside, too. That's why I was surprised that he'd be hanging that long. But yeah, I, I mean, I guess crack might do that to you. I, doesn't it do the opposite? You know, search Who knows me. what this? Maybe if you do enough of it, it'd be an like, interesting test. I, I hung out. And just, I hung out and waited to see how long the cops are going to take to show up. Mm. And seriously, it was probably about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the cops just had him. He's in the back seat, still waving the little glass. Cut or uncut? Um, I think he was uncut. <laughs> <laughs> you were averting your eyes, I guess. Dude, I just saw it, and then just like everybody else, I'm like, I'm splitting over to the side here and getting out of this guy's way. Sometimes I think underpants are worse than no underpants, though, because with underpants, you can see the, the stains. stains, and you can really get into, like, you can he count probably, the rings, know how long he's had those underpants on. He probably would have smelled worse. But yeah. you know what I, I was thinking would have been great? At least he's airing if, it out. If he was walking in front of me, I could have just kind of, like, you know, like when an ambulance goes through traffic, <laughs> I could have just, like, cut in front of everybody and just made it home that much quicker. He would have been sort of like your Rudolph the yeah, red red dicked homeless guy I caution you to be downwind from a homeless man <laughs> I was a little nervous about that right. but the fact of the matter is I had to go through some hardships to get these gifts and I know tomorrow when we're going to do our gift exchange I'm probably going to be sorely disappointed but I'm going to have to pretend that I'm like oh I, I love this I've always wanted this sweater <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. A holiday sweater. It's such a great sweater. It's got a little reindeer on it. And yeah. A little Santa. You, you know I'm Jewish. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be interesting. So so what did you get uh, your girlfriend this year? Nothing. What do you mean? You didn't get her anything? This is what I'm talking about. Christmas is what you make of it. And I, like I said, I didn't do the family thing. And But that's... That's something I've been practicing for a while. It's my, tradi- so wait, you didn't it's my buy tradition your... to not hang out with the family. You didn't buy your family gifts either. I didn't buy a single 
Xmas present this year. Dude, you're the main character of a Dr. Seuss novel. It's really popular. <laughs> I didn't steal anybody else's presents. Seriously, this dude. This is what I'm... You're me, an honorary Jew. I'm, I'm very... In the club. No, because I didn't buy any Hanukkah presents either. <laughs> what are you like just anti... How, how the fuck did you get out of not buying gifts for your girlfriend? I can understand the This is the what family. I'm calling the 2007 Christmas Gambit. <laughs> the wackily Christmas Gambit. I told Explain. my girlfriend and I told my parents that I think buying gifts, you know, doing the whole consumerist shopping for shit that they told me that they wanted anyways. It's not like I even had to have a, like, a nice thought and like saw something like, oh, my dad could really use this set of power wrenches or whatever. You know, it's like every year. Is that what year, you do in years past, though? No, every, here's what happens in years past. If, like, I'll tell my parents, tell me what you want. They'll give me a list of shit that they want. I'll pick something. Same thing with my brother. Same thing with my girlfriend. And so it's just kind of like, you know, we might as well give each other cash. But what I figured out is what we might as well do is just not even have gifts. What about thoughtful gifts where you think, okay, well, they'd never buy this for themselves. I'm not thoughtful. And I don't go. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not one of these people who, like, is proud of boycotting it. But I just don't go to, like, Target all the time where I'm going to see. I don't go shopping. If I yeah. need something, nine times out of ten, I'll go to Amazon, order it, and it shows up on my mailbox the next day. And I don't even think about it. It takes five minutes. So what did your family say when you brought this? When did, when did you bring this up with them? Like, Thanksgiving? On my mom's 60th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> God, you're the Grinch. <laughs> you're a mean one, Mr. Wackerly. And so this is my new tradition. And I find every, you know, I did the holiday thing maybe five, the family thing maybe five years ago. You know, I told my parents, I'm not coming home for Christmas. It's a horrible time to travel. It is a horrible I'll time just, to travel. I'll just, I'll see you on some other time. And that's uh, also when we've started the tradition of, you know, us and a couple of our other friends go out and get shit-faced in the Tenderloin on Christmas Eve at the diviest possible bars we can find. That, that is one of my favorite times of the year. Because I don't yeah. do anything for Christmas and Christmas Eve, it's you just go out and just witness the depravity firsthand yeah. and become it's part great. of the depravity. We usually yeah. get very trashed. Spread Christmas cheer <laughs> all the way around. Yeah. Well, so I figured it's time for a new tradition, and now this is the new tradition: is no gifts. So, so how amenable was the family? Were they like sweet or off the hook? Um, I think my my brother was fine with it, obviously, because he I'm feels in the same awe way. Of you, by the way, my mom was probably a little pissed. And to tell you the truth, my mom sent me some garbage, which is the other thing I wanted to get rid She's of. Is defying me, you, yeah. And my mom sends this crap that you could never possibly want. Like, I'm gonna borrow my nunchucks. You want to know what she sent me? What did she send? A you? picnic set. <laughs> Have I ever been on a picnic? I don't know how she comes up with this shit. And now know. I gotta like either throw it out, which you feel bad about, or like shove it in my already. My closet that's already stuffed with all the other garbage that she's given me over the years <laughs> that I feel bad throwing out. So what about your girlfriend? How did, how, well, was she amenable the towards the... Uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine breaking this to my girlfriend. I think that would be... Seriously, that might be grounds for uh, a split. Well, I promise that I will make her a Christmas dinner, which I have yet to do. And she's with her family, so I'm totally a free person. So you didn't even have to go there... Oh, because you went there for Thanksgiving. Right. Though. So you didn't even have to go there for Christmas Eve. That's great. Um, Dodged a bullet. So she still thinks that this is a one-year trial period. Oh, okay, so she thinks next year, back to gifts. And she probably thinks that uh, next year is going to be like twice the gifts because I got out of it this year. But she'll find out the alternate is actually the truth. Did you get her gift last year? Yes. 
Okay. I don't remember what it was. But so this year, though, you're like, you know what? I don't think we should give each other gifts. Like, did you wait until, like, you guys were sitting around watching TV or after dinner? Or, like, how did you approach her with this? It was on the drive to my mom's 60th birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember how the subject came up, but we got to the point that I don't want to buy Christmas gifts ever again. Was she upset? Well, she, like I said, she thinks that this is a trial thing and then I'm going to give it out of my system and then next year I'm going to be all about the presents again. But no, this is my new tradition. So what happens if she buys you something? I'll be pissed off. I'll probably make her take it back. (laughs) I am in awe of you. Seriously. I think you're an inspiration to every boyfriend out there. But like... You like know, every dude out I was there talking, wants to do I was this. talking to your ex-girlfriend about it, and yeah, she was just appalled. It was like, seriously, I was like the Hitler of Christmas or something. Dude, my current girlfriend wanted to debate you on air about this. <laughs> oh, yeah, She was right. so upset. Some, uh, girls have a problem with this for some reason, but it's not like I hate Christmas. It's the sentiment. It's not like I'm chopping down Christmas trees. I have a Christmas tree. I'm making Christmas dinner. I'm just not doing the family thing, and I'm not buying presents. God, I'm drinking I, eggnog right now, the nog. <laughs> we are drinking the nog. That's the one. That's the one festive thing it's I do sick every and wrong, year. Uh, tradition, Christmas mm-hmm. tradition. I know. God, I love elf cum. Yeah, it's so good. But no, you know, I'm I'm really quite amazed, Wackerly. And to tell you the truth, if this continues, like if you're able to continue this in perpetuity, like maybe not by <laughs> like birthday <next> presents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like next year, you're on notice about that. <laughs> Hey, don't buy me anything because I don't want to buy you anything. Yeah, I don't even know good. when your birthday is. Perfect. But no, next year, if you don't have to buy her gifts again, then you truly will be my idol. <laughs> I, w- I would be amazed. You know, I always try to, I always try to like say to my girlfriend, I like, you know, why go through all this time to like find each other gifts and spend all this money on gifts and we could just go take a cool vacation. Right. You know, save up our money. But the, go- prob- the problem with that is that now, now you have to do both. <laughs> Yeah, no. Now, now you put it in her head that you can go on a big vacation and get gifts. Yeah, now I have to get gifts and go on vacation sometimes. So I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm truly amazed, Wackerly, and I am in awe of you. But one thing I wanted to bring up: what if, like, this is a worst case scenario? But let's say your girlfriend's so upset, so depressed that she didn't buy her gift this year, that she's going to become one of the statistics around holidays and commit suicide. Well, that would be unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, lucky for you. Um, I just recently figured out that uh, an urban myth that is uh, listed on Snopes.com, actually, an urban myth that I believe for so many years about the suicide rate increase around holidays is false. Uh, So, I mean, so all it takes is Snopes to just destroy, you know, common knowledge. Well, it's not only Snopes. I actually read uh, a couple articles and a couple studies about suicide in, uh, from d- different news sources. But the, so the myth is the suicide rate increases significantly during the winter holiday season. Yeah, it makes so You've much sense. You've heard this for years. You've heard people, you know, they don't have families to go back to. They, they're, they're so, you know, they're such horrible drunks, incorrigible drunks <clears> that they've lost custody of their children and they're drinking by themselves in a bar in the Tenderloin. Go home and they snuff it because or they go, it, maybe not like that. Maybe they have a huge family and they, you know, are so deep in debt from buying all these like all these uh, gifts, Pokemons and fucking talking Elmos and all that shit, and then they blow their brains out because their credit card bills too high. Well, believe it or not, um, you can. This is debatable. The suicide rate does not increase significantly during the holiday season, and it's, it's, I'm surprised. You know, I've I've always felt that the uh, 
You know, the joy others experience during the holidays drives home the hopelessness of your situation to someone who's alone in the world, and that's what causes them to commit. Well, apparently, uh, there's been several studies. One in particular is from uh, the University of Minnesota, the Mayo Clinic. It says a study of all reported suicides in the Minnesota area during a 35-year period did not find an excess number of suicides just before, during, or after Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, or the 4th of July. So just in Minnesota, what? Well, this is in Minnesota, but it's 35 years. So they took like a, you know, a group of people. I always thought the Mayo Clinic was in New York. No, I think it's in Minnesota. But isn't that where all the rich folks go? Mayo Clinic? The Hellman's people. (laughs) Well, maybe it's like a branch of the Mayo Clinic or something. (laughs) The Hellman's? (laughs) That's mayonnaise, dude. I know, but isn't that where, isn't that what they do there? Mayonnaise-related injuries? The Mayo you Clinic. You mean mayo-caused injuries? Yeah, like you slip on some spilled mayo. It's very slippery when it's on the kitchen tile, or <laughs> maybe you eat some mayo that's been out for too long, and it's got turned bad, and you get sort of a stomach virus. It could be. You know, they might be... What uh, are they doing investigating suicide? That's well, they what might I'm be mayo-related suicides, <laughs> like suicides with mayo. So really, the answer to this question is, mayonnaise-related suicides do not spike during the holidays. No, it's it's. This is just one study from the Mayo Clinic, <laughs> okay, which which might have to do with uh, Mayo as well. But um, there's also the Veterans Affairs Medical Center in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, they did one of the largest studies. They examined seasonal trends in more than three thousand six hundred seventy suicides and uh, thirty three hundred psychiatric admissions to the uh, VA medical center, and they found no increase in suicides or psychiatric admissions around the Christmas or New Year's holidays. So it's an urban myth. That's so kind of, is there a season of the year that statistically sees a spike in suicides, or it's just randomly spread it's just out random. throughout the it's year? It's randomly spread mm-hmm. out. It has nothing to do with holidays or birthdays. They didn't see any correlation with birthdays either. You also hear dentists always have a higher rate of suicide. Does it say anything about you mean with that? with doctors? Yeah. No, this, I mean, this was just disputing the, uh, the myth about the holidays. All right. And so I, I find it interesting, and... I kind of want to argue with that because I've uh, I've seen so much so much depression, you know, around the holidays. We, I mean, we go to some of the most de- depressing dive bars in the Tenderloin, and you see these people that are just so sad. Yeah, but you know, I've it's never just seen like their situation so hopeless. Yeah, but you know, it just surprises me that these people aren't committing suicide. And <laughs> I, I, just, I recommend it for most of them. Well, exactly, and that's kind of what I recommend. I, I mean, I've always, you know been a fan of suicide i've always been a proponent of suicide and you know population control and it uh, helps people out and so yeah for- but you know what let me qualify that i'm a fan of earnest suicide where you succeed what i'm not a big fan of are those half-assed attempt cry for help attempt emo emo so suicides. annoying no, th- those There's are There's nothing more annoying than that because it's so- a failed suicide. Yeah, come on, people. Because then it's you're not that hard. then you're a true failure in life. I mean, oh, you, I mean, ultimate. not only have you failed in life as it is, you failed in killing yourself. You failed to end your life. You truly are just a sad character lame. at that point. Just completely lame. Weak sauce. So for the sick and wrong holiday show here, episode 102, and it is Christmas Eve. I want to recommend to all the lonely, sick and wrong people out there. Um, the, the listening audience who's listening to the show because they don't have any family to to uh, spend the holidays with, why don't you consider suicide? And, you know, I was looking up, uh, there's there's a, a website dedicated to the different methods of suicide, different executions here, and uh, it's called alt.suicide.holiday. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just different ways you can commit suicide on the holidays. And so Wackerly and I both picked out our top three favorite ways to commit suicide. Because I think a lot of people are kind of in the dark 
You know, it's like they're psychologically distraught when they're when they've decided to commit suicide. And I don't even think a lot of people just do research on it. They just get a bunch of pills, you know, drink a fifth of Jack Daniels, eat a bunch of aspirin, and then they they die. Yeah. I mean, they don't even realize, you know, that they might not die. That it might be a failed attempt. So what I'm saying. Do your research, people. Know, you know, the, the causes of suicide, the cause and effect of what might happen here. Know the uh, repercussions of, what of your actions. And uh, d- just do a little research, you know? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's the, least you, it's the least you could do. I mean, just so you don't have to be any more of a burden on your friends and family. <laughs> Jesus. You know, these suicidal people are so selfish. So I'm just going to read off my top three here. The top three ways... I think people should commit suicide Christmas 2007. So uh, number one here, and this kind of surprised me because I never thought you could actually kill yourself this way, is uh, through nicotine. I always thought nicotine is one of the most healthiest substances out there. Yeah, well, I mean, I knew I was going to give myself cancer over the long haul, but I didn't think you could sort of, you know, pinpoint accuracy kill yourself you can actually kill yourself within several hours what's great about this website is it it not only tells you you know the different methods to commit suicide tells you the dosage how much time it's going to take the availability and the certainty Hmm. so uh for nicotine uh the dosage what you actually have to do is you have to extract pure nicotine from the tobacco so it's about it's about 140 to 60 milligrams of pure nicotine extracted from around 100 grams of tobacco. So I imagine that's what, like a good carton of cools? I don't know. Maybe? 100 grams? That sounds sure. more like one pack. The time it takes is about several hours. Coma may set in much earlier if you're unlucky, but much quicker if taken large doses. So I guess it's better to err on the side of having more than less. I think that's usually true when you're committing suicide. Yeah, when you're committing suicide. Overdo it. Overdo it, because then you're going to guarantee. Availability, easily available. Just go to your local drugstore or a liquor store and buy some cigarettes. And certainty is fairly certain, given a large enough dose. So uh, this, this is how it happens here, people. Take notes. Soak 100 grams of tobacco for a few days. You get a brown mess. Strain off the tobacco, then simmer slowly until most of the liquid is gone, leaving about two teaspoons of the brown treacle-like stuff, which is nicotine, pure nicotine. Add it to your nighttime drink, Jack and Coke, and you'll never wake up the next morning. I uh, read that uh, 150 milligrams of pure nicotine would be fatal in seconds. So um, I guess this is... Is it painful? You know, it well... Uh, The effects do include violent convulsions and that the uh, direct cause of death is actually respiratory failure. So I guess you might suffocate. Smokers should use larger doses of nicotine than (laughs) non-smokers. So uh, note that. Um, that's uh, <laughs> just get a really good buzz. Oh, yeah. that's the st- I'm not smoking anymore. <laughs> I'm just doing this. Great way to commit suicide. Uh, number two here is hanging. I mean, a lot of people have always thought about hanging yourself. It's it's such an obvious way to commit suicide. But what's interesting about it is I don't think a lot of people really know what happens when you hang yourself. It is death by asphyxiation, uh-huh. and uh, it's it's instant if your neck actually is able to break. Should only take, I mean, if, if you asphyxiate yourself, it should take about five to ten minutes. All you need is rope and uh, solid support, a solid, uh, a strong rope, and a solid support at least ten feet above ground. And certainty is fairly certain, unless, uh, of course, the rope doesn't, uh, rope snaps, or um, you're not ten feet. You, know, <laughs> you just fall in your air. ass because you, <laughs> you use break too much your rope. ankle or something. Yeah. I guess it can be very painful depending on the rope. Um, it is a very effective form of suicide in the UK. 
I would think you'd want to use a smooth nylon climbing type rope. It's not going to chafe your skin. Yeah, I imagine nylon. You don't want to use some best. like not that you know, rope that you have in gym class. Yeah. It's like that bristly <laughs> sailor's rope. And hairy. And yeah, you gross. don't want that. That's just like the kind of the old west hanging rope. You don't want that. No, no, no. No. Uh, so if, yeah, it's very certain if the rope or support doesn't break. Uh, minimal danger of discovery depends on the location. It's painless if you drop far enough. Eight foot is optimum. Make sure that the rope is tied securely to something strong. Now, please note that because if you tie it to something that's, you know, that you weigh more, if you weigh more than what you've tied it to, Will it's support, probably going to crack. Right. Yeah, the support's going to crack and you're not going to actually succeed. It has to support your weight multiplied by the deceleration. <laughs> So you can actually. All right, I'm already pissed off at this method because you like have to do a physics problem before Dude, you can I'm do this. I'm talking about research. Do you want to succeed? <laughs> research is one thing, but like you know, doing a, a dissertation on on uh, you know the elementary physics, laws of like motion. A... <laughs> I'm not down with that. Use a hangman's knot. It's uh, with a knot at the back of your neck. It doesn't always work this well, though. You might get a busted jaw, lacerations, and then you'll asphyxiate. But uh, they have a whole list about um, with uh, hanging drop heights. So based on uh, your weight versus how far you have to drop. Oh, okay. So somebody's done the work for me, basically. So I weigh about 145 pounds. So at 145 pounds, I would need to drop nine feet, two inches in order to successfully snap my neck and die. How about 170? Uh, 170, you're going to have to drop about eight foot eight. (laughs) That's a long drop. I know, but you know, you, I guess depending on where you live, I mean, you might have high ceilings, but (laughs) I would recommend dropping from the second floor, maybe jumping off, uh, you know, jumping off a window ledge or a fire escape. Uh huh. But then what do you tie to? Well, the fire escape. Fire escape. I think that's probably the best way to do it. And a lot of, uh, I know a lot of people listen to sick and wrong or live in urban areas, so they probably have fire escapes. Yeah. They're hanging it well over eight feet off the ground. Yeah, I guess so. That's a good way. So, um, yeah, you know, go to uh, the website, alt.suicide.holiday, and uh, you can find out where your weight is and how far you need to drop. <laughs> There's a chart. And uh, finally, my preferred method of suicide, the, the method of suicide that I recommend to all the uh, sick and wrong listening audience here and uh, most people in general is uh, jumping off a bridge. Mm. I think it's romantic. I think it's effective. And, uh, you know, there's a whole movie, that documentary, The Bridge, about jumping off the Golden Gate yeah, Bridge. Yeah, a lot of people jump off that bridge. One I, of the most see, popular myself, suicide destinations. I think it's too showy. Why you got to be a show-off? Dude, you don't, I don't understand why you would say it's too showy. Are you saying it's because there's other people, passersby, yeah. walking on the bridge? Yeah, it's just like you're out in the open, like, look at me, I hate the world, and you jump off. It's just... Dude, You've been drinking too much eggnog, getting too much <laughs> sentimental here. You know, I mean, I know it's Christmas Eve, but all right, maybe listen, I'm a little nogged up. You go up to the Golden Gate Bridge at night. It's dark. It's foggy. No one's gonna fucking see you. Well, you can jump off the don't bridge. Don't they have somebody that watches the bridge? I, I think the reason most people do it during the day is because there's tons of people walking across, and you're not gonna be noticed. And besides, if you think about it, you're a selfish. You're a selfish bastard because you can give all these people a great story. You could traumatize an eight-year-old girl. But for that's life. what I'm talking about. It has the same. It rings of you want to. You have a little bit that you want to be famous, and it's just lame. I you, don't know. You I've never shied hate. away from showmanship because <laughs> you are. You're a showboat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so anyway, jumping off a bridge here. Uh, this is so. There, there are variations to do it. You could just go up the Golden Gate, jump off the bridge, fall in the water. You might drown. Your body might people be split in half. People have lived, yep. There actually, if you watch the movie The Bridge, you'll realize that people have lived. But here is a very creative way to kill yourself by jumping off a bridge. It doesn't have to be the Golden Gate. It could be any bridge. All you need here is rope, piano wire, and a high bridge. 
uh, death is fairly certain. So I guess this uh, this technique never has been tried or at least never been reported on. So <laughs> it's a theor- theoretical. It's a, the- it's a theoretical suicide technique here, uh, but it could be used with a fairly high building as well. But then the art motive might disappear because no one's going to be able to see the art. Well, the people in the offices are. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. So let's just for um, brevity's sake here, we're going to say you're jumping off a bridge that's over an overpass, you know, over a highway, because I think that's probably the most effective way to do it here. So cut the rope and the wire in various lengths. Each length must not be longer than the height of the bridge. Tie one end of the rope and wire to the bridge. Tie the other part of the ropes to different body parts, like your thigh, your calves, your torso. Then tie the piano wire around your joints. Don't forget to tie up your genitals. When you jump, various parts of your body are whipped away by the piano wire nooses and your bits are held up by the rope swaying in the breeze. If you do this right, you should end up with just your torso hanging by its neck above the sea, highway, or the ground. And the other body parts, too. Do it with friends there with cameras and you can call it art. (laughs) Personally, I think that's the best way to go. That's my number one suicide way method for uh, this holiday season, 2007. I still think that... People are going to notice you putting up all this piano wire. You're going to have to have some type of an excuse. I'm saying like do it. bungee do it. jumping or something. This is what you should do. Do it at night. Hang out there over the overpass. As soon as it's like the 6 a.m., just yeah. jump out. Yeah, yeah. While, while families are en route to their, their homes for Christmas, like grandma's house. <laughs> You'll never believe what we saw. <laughs> that would be a good Christmas dinner story. Silver bells. <laughs> uh I have three also. Uh, my first one is freezing to death, and the reason I picked this is because that was also my preferred method of execution. Yeah, when we were talking about the execution show a couple shows back. Right. So, And we didn't really know how a, you know, a prison judicial system would do this, but they kind of have uh, it outlined here. Well, I always wonder how effective freezing yourself is. I mean, your death is probably fairly certain, but I just wonder how long it's going to take. Well, they recommend that you soak your clothes in water and get into a freezer or go outside somewhere where you won't be found in a colder climate. I kind of like the really idea work of here. getting into a freezer. See, I don't like that because I have a little bit of claustrophobia. I don't really want to be freaked out while I'm dying. I yeah. But wouldn't it be be great when your parents go get the Christmas ham? (laughs) (laughs) And they see my my bare ass ham there. Press ham. You pressing ham. (laughs) Um, They also say that it helps to get uh, really, really drunk. Uh, Drink yourself silly, they say here. Um, which I guess that helps slow down your your metabolism because that's basically what happens is you're going, you're forcing your body to go into hypothermia. uh, And what happens is as your body, uh, descends below a certain temperature you pass out and then and then everything basically just shuts down as everything freezes up but isn't don't we have some friends that have died that way getting drunk in michigan and uh passing uh, out on larry porch? of that band the dirties, the dirties did that. Yeah, yeah he died that way he also used to like run head first into trees and stuff he, he's kind of a a retard. Dude, I recall back in college you passing out on the porch in like sub-zero weather and us trying to wake you up to come back in the house and you trying to fight us. Right. But see, I had very warm clothes on. I was just like, leave his ass. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, but I, I didn't have like, you know, a t-shirt on, which is what I believe Larry did. Yeah. I had like on like a down coat and huge like winter pants and boots and gloves. So what you're saying is like wear a t-shirt, wear like some shorts, soak yourself in water. Right. 
drink a ton of vodka, and then pass out on the porch. One of the problems, which I guess it might be a problem, it might not be a problem, depending on how you look at it, is, uh, you know, like, if you try and take poison and your friends find you, they pump your stomach, and, and you might have, like, brain damage or something. They try to save you. Uh, the problem with this is that because it slows down the metabolism and prevents damage from the brain, people can be revived, revived several hours after death occasionally. So I guess the... Uh, you're you're opening up the chances that your friends will find you and bring you back to life. So it's better to go off in the woods. Yeah, or you know maybe like maybe that is why the freezer is good. Go to a freezer that's nobody's ever going to look in or something. But uh, I I would do it in the woods. Yeah, I think it'd probably a be most effective. Pass. <laughs> in the mountain pass. Just they'll um, find you in the summer. My second method spring is uh, death by alcohol. Um, basically this is, uh, if you're found before you die, you may get liver and kidney damage, which you and I already have. Not a problem there. How, how much alcohol do you need to drink though? They recommend, uh, 70, 750 to a thousand milliliters of 40% alcohol, which would be like your standard, you know, vodka, whiskey, whatever. What's Jack Daniels? 40%? Yeah. Most vodkas are around there. 40, 41, 42, 30. So you need to drink at least like a gallon? Right. And they, uh, well, 750, that's just a fifth. That's a fifth. Yeah. Right. But I yeah. think this is probably like the nicotine. If you're already a heavy <laughs> drinker, you might want to go up to the half gallon and they recommend that you drink it all at once. You know, if you have a funnel, maybe jam that in your mouth. So just guzzle it. Just because that's my problem. If just I'm just drinking that that Jack Daniels, yeah. If I'm just drinking this <laughs> glass by glass, I'm gonna have, be having a pretty good time, and I might not want to die anymore. And then I'll just pass out, you know, watching Oprah like I normally do. And then it's just a normal <laughs> night. It's not a suicide attempt anymore. So what you need to do is get like at least two fifths of Jack Daniels and just pound them. Yeah, as quickly as possible. You know, maybe hold your nose and just so you don't gag. Uh, I don't know, drink some really cold water to sort of numb your numb your throat up. Um, I believe that's all the interesting stuff that they... Uh, apart from the effects of overdosage, uh, death after alcohol, alcohol consumption can occur as a result of choking on vomit while unconscious. <laughs> Which has claimed um, the lives of many a rocker. Yeah, didn't Jimi Hendrix die that way? Didn't, uh, the, Mama Cass. Uh, but John Bonham, he died that way. I think uh, <laughs> one of the dudes from ACDC. Keith Moon. <laughs> Keith Moon. It's a very common rock and roll no, Mama death. Cass died from eating a sandwich. Oh, it wasn't coming back up. It was she going was stuffing down. her fat face. Uh, like I said, the consequences are maybe liver damage. Uh, be, that was a Christmas gift for everyone when she died. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nobody's getting fat except for Mama Cass. Yeah, that's true. Um, don't drink it in advance. Uh, are they saying that you, maybe if you have any drugs, you should also take those, but, and, and they also say, take it all at the same time. Well, that's what I always thought. It's like drink a fifth of Jack Daniels and then down like 20 Vicodin. Yeah. Well, here's my, here's my top one. Your um, number one suicide technique here yeah. for uh, the winter holidays, 2007. And I think if we could manage co to coordinate this. And you're jumping off the bridge with piano wire. It could be very spectacular. Yeah, it sounds like it might be an art project in the making. This one is auto decapitation by car. Uh, basically, uh, you tie one end of a big thick rope around your neck, tie the under other end to a real solid object like a light post or a bridge, <laughs> bridge and bump. Kind of see where this is going. <laughs> Get into the car and accelerate away as fast as the car can manage. Now, what kind of car do you need though? Like I was a Mustang? Just say, you need something with some horsepower. I don't really here. want to borrow Jer's uh, Scion. Scion for this because. 
it might not work out. Yeah, I don't think one of those little uh, mini Coopers are going to do the no. trick here. I think you need a truck. It'd be good to have a sunroof, too, that you could throw the rope out a of. A bitchin' Camaro. Yeah. That's what you convertible. need. Convertible. Yeah, a convertible bitchin' Camaro. Because I think what you really want here is it'd be nice if when your head popped off, it like went flying up through the convertible, you know, lack of a roof, and then just a huge spurt of blood <laughs> shot up. And, like, sort of painted a big stripe behind the car. You know what you probably, if you're going to do this, what you probably should do is get the card for that crime scene cleaners guy. Just put it in your shirt pocket. <laughs> yeah. That's probably going to be idea. messy. Maybe even I'll just pre-dial it on my cell phone and yeah. just note hit send and put it right there. Uh, actually, according to this uh, news group or whatever the hell we got this off of, in July 1993, someone actually wow. used this I'm method. Surprised. So someone it's not, actually did this. It's not just theoretical. And they some of the reasoning and thought processes written into these is a little suspect in my mind. They say that because it's been used, it can't be that bad. <laughs> I bet you can be pretty bad. <laughs> so wait, who did it? Do they go into any They don't detail? say, but they do say that this guy used 25 feet of rope, which does sound a bit short, but perhaps he had a real awesome car. <laughs> like a Ferrari or something. <laughs> he just like was... Pedal to the metal yeah. and just hauling ass. Yeah, you want some big, good acceleration. You think it just locks your head off? I would hope so. Yeah, I wonder if it just... It, see, that's why I think piano wire might be effective. I think it would do about the same thing, but um, hmm. I, don't, I don't really know the uh, physics of piano wire versus rope and how they behave in these types of situations. And so it's uh, it sounds to me, though, once you're decapitated, it's pretty effective. Yeah. Well, yeah. your head is off your body. <laughs> I think it's over then. <laughs> Definitely you know die. what they didn't have on this list, though? My, actually, my my personal favorite, before I read this list, is Death by Cop. You know, I'm surprised they didn't have... They, well, they had getting someone else to murder you. That's not the same thing. I guess it, it, you can qualify with Death by Cop. Death by Cop is like you get in your car, go on some just crazy car chase rampage, running over pedestrians, hitting cars, maybe hit a Grand couple Theft cop Auto. cars, uh, have a gun, be waving it out the window and shooting at the cops. Then you stop, get out of the car... Point your gun at all you the die you know, in a hail of gunfire. Yeah, fire. the fifty police that are now behind you, and they just blow your ass away. Actually, I think that probably be the way I would kill myself this Christmas <laughs> holiday. It's cool. If I you would could... go to Macy's, yeah. <laughs> with like a submachine gun. Yeah, that would work too. And just start housing people. Someone just you know blew me away. I guess someone just did that. Oh no, he killed himself. The guy in uh, Nebraska. Right. Yeah, that's that's kind of just death by suicide by bullet to the head. Yeah, that dude should have done uh, the auto decapitation. By it's car. cool if you can if, if you can. Maybe not in a car. If you can hijack some, uh, you know, uh, quirky vehicle like a tank, but I don't even know how to a drive a bus. tank or a, the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile, <laughs> and then an ice then, cream, a taco truck. Because then you're going to get some international recognition yeah, of that, especially in Mexico with the taco truck. That'll be big news down there. So all in all, people, I mean, take these suggestions like you know, as a grain of salt. But we're just saying that if you're thinking of killing yourself. You know, don't just like opt for, I'm going to take some poison or swallow a bunch of aspirin. There are many, many ways. There are multiple ways out there to uh, commit suicide and, and end your hopeless existence. Yeah. One more important season. thing delete your uh, all the sick and wrong files off your computer before, you, before you do this. Because <laughs> I'd rather not be implicated and, you know, have the news organizations calling me up. And for Christ's sake, just close your MySpace account, like trash yeah. it, because, you know, you don't want people bringing that up. No. You know? Get all the porn off your computer. I guess that's yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah. But uh, those are our suggestions here for the ways to commit suicide um, this se winter holiday season, 2007. Well, wackily, uh, this is episode uh, 102 here. I'm going to do a quick recap from uh, last week's episode, 101. 
if you recall, you did a story about uh, death by Christmas lights. And uh, some guy in uh, South Bay. Yeah, he, uh, Palo Al- East Palo Alto. Basically electrocuted himself. I kind of preempted the Christmas show, but I had to. Yeah, well, that, that one worked. Uh, I did a story about a guy who was raping stroke victims. And a listener sent in a story about a, a Welshman who uh, killed his wife and then had sex with her corpse. Um, you know what? I was kind of surprised. I figured my story was the most sick or wrong story, but apparently the listeners spoke, and it was not. You won with uh, 94 votes. I came in with 86, and the listener had about 72. It was actually kind of close. It was a dead heat. Mm-hmm. One of the most highest voting turnouts I think we've ever had. Yeah. So, uh, Wackerly, you won episode 101. Uh, real quick before we uh, move on here, I just want to say one listener sent in this uh, comment about, he voted for me, and he sent in this comment saying, I'm going to have to go with a D's story this week. As for the nurse dude, it probably wasn't all that bad considering most of the chicks I get in bed lay there as if they were paralyzed. Also, he didn't have to endure any bitching about his performance. If you ask me, he had a pretty sweet deal there for a while. (laughs) So this guy's kind of empathizing with the uh, nurse aide who is raping stroke victims. Yeah, nice. It's good to know that people like that are out there. Yeah, I know. Uh, don't try to commit suicide, listener, because we like your comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, that specific one. The rest of them can. Yeah, his name's Casey. Thanks, Casey, for sending that in. Uh, we're we're going to continue here with uh, episode 102. Uh, we're going to kind of do something a little atypical. Instead of doing the usual episode where uh, we both find the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here in the show audience votes, I want to do something more festive, more Christmas-related, since it is Christmas Eve here tonight. So what I was thinking, uh, we both... Scour the internet looking for holiday-related pieces. Sick and wrong holiday articles. So, uh, people, you're feel free to vote on who has the most disturbing holiday article for the uh, sick and wrong holiday spectacular here. Uh, well, actually, I, I don't know if uh, you started last week or not, but uh, well, why don't you kick off the uh, episode 102 holiday spectacular here? Jingle bells, jingle bells, shotgun shells. Everybody, it's Christmas time! Let's all party! (laughs) Okay, here goes. Kevin Smith says he never saw what hit him Saturday. This isn't the director, Kevin Smith. Yeah, I was about to ask, the guy from uh, Clerks fame? (laughs) This is a different one, but I kind of assume he looks the same. Maybe like a chubby guy with a a a goatee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, um, he was playing Santa Claus and he was knocked unconscious by a thrown object that hit his face while he was riding on the back of a truck decorated as a sleigh. Apparently Kevin Smith is a fireman in Spokane, Washington. So I think maybe the truck is a fire truck. You know, I can't some type of a holiday parade. I can't say the guy didn't deserve it. I mean, the dude was dressing up as like Santa, who's like what the original pervert. <laughs> he you does know? like children to sit on his lap. Yeah, he's some old guy, fat old guy with a beard, looks like a, a leather daddy. He's an alcoholic, an alcoholic with his big red nose, like I have. Have a little kid sit on his crotch. You know, if you ask me, I've always found it just kind of uh, sorted. Yeah, don't forget you know? about the soft material pants that he wears, because yeah. <laughs> he wants to feel every little bit through the lap. You know. Well, I remember even when I was. As a kid, you know, when did you stop believing in Santa? Did you ever believe in Santa? Obviously. But I mean, at what age were you like, okay, this is <laughs> just my like parents. The gr- it's the big disappointment that every Christian parent sets their kid up for. 
But I mean, at what age did you finally realize that, you know, Santa doesn't exist? I think I was probably eight years old or something. I don't know. Who told you, like, the other kids you went to? Or did you see your parents putting gifts I think my parents tree? were sick of uh, maintaining, maintaining, the, maintaining the lie. And they were like, there's no Santa. Uh, here's your goddamn presents. Well, I remember when I was, like, in the third grade... You know, I went home and I was like, you know, mom and dad, what's up with this? Okay, well, we had the fucking dreidel and the menorah, and yeah, these... why were you ever under the illusion of this? No, Santa I, I never was. But I mean, I was a kid, and I was like in second and third grade, and I went, you know, I was just like, okay, there's all this this Christmas stuff going on. You have right. Santa, you have the reindeer, you have all these kids getting showered with gifts. I went home, and I was like, you know, mom and dad, what gives here? You know, what's going on? You know, <laughs> Rabbi, you know, this the, all the kids have this like old guy with a beard coming to them and giving them gifts. What, he doesn't like Jews? Like, why are we getting the shaft here? <laughs> no, he here? doesn't. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting Jewed out of these gifts, okay, Dad? What's going on? And my dad's like, well, and he explained it to me that, you know, this he doesn't exist. His parents give the gifts, but they say it's Santa. How long did it take him to reference idiotic Christians? <laughs> <laughs> no, he. I think he used heathens. <laughs> it might have been that. I don't know. Or no, Gentiles. He's <laughs> like, Gentiles believe that uh, there's this... Uh, the goyim. <laughs> <laughs> the goyim out there are deluded, and they lie to their children. And so the next day, I remember going to school, and like all these kids telling me saying, I was like, you know, I hope you guys know that this is a lie. Your parents are lying to you. There is no fat man with a beard that comes here and I actually ended up getting in trouble yeah like, I uh, the teacher called my parents and then my parents were like you're not supposed to say this to anybody <laughs> and I was like you know what dude, it's this a is Jewish it's, secret it's a load of bullshit I was I was so upset when I was a kid I was like why do they believe these lies <laughs> yeah well anyway I'm glad that this Santa got knocked in the head well, what ended up happening to him um well he uh it sounds like he broke his nose and he has two big Jesus, black dude, eyes that's a hell of a shot yeah nobody knows what it was it's a thrown object I, I'm assuming it was a brick um, what if it was like a full bottle of Budweiser or something like <laughs> a did, 40 <laughs> yeah but you'd know what that was because you'd smell the beer no, nobody knows what it was it, it, it broke it like I said he broke his nose gave him a concussion and two black eyes he says that one second he was up there waving to people from the back of the truck and uh the next minute he wasn't um, did the parade continue like did the truck just keep going santa's knocked out bleeding and from a uh, uh, concussion yes and actually the people <laughs> driving the truck didn't realize they only realized something was wrong after they hadn't heard from him for a few minutes so i assume he's doing the whole ho 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 oh. hello children thing ho, and, ho, ho. and he kind of just went quiet uh for a few minutes uh you know, during which I assume they passed by like, you know, five more blocks with a lot of children <laughs> sitting outside waiting for, you know, unconscious Santa. They probably just thought he was drunk. Someone killed Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah they probably did think he Too was much drunk. Nog. Um, wow. They finally stopped the truck and looked up there and found him lying unconscious. Uh, he says it pretty much cold cocked me. <laughs> um, He's never going to do that again. He mentions that the drivers thought that he'd spilled his hot chocolate. You know, that's probably half his Jim Beam. whiskey. Uh, actually, they saw what they thought was hot chocolate, which I guess on the windshield, but then they realized that it was his blood <laughs> from his nose, I assume. He says the rest of the night was kind of hazy, because I assume he went on with the drive. So I'm picturing someone lobs some object, unknown object, at Santa, hit him square in the face, knocked him I'm out, split his head open, and blood. Teen, just... <laughs> teen, you know, emo, uh, trench coat mafia type. Dude, that kid's I my... Find some brush, uh, some bushes. That kid's my Christmas hero. <laughs> I bet you it was Marilyn Manson. <laughs> He's always raising a ruckus. Um, they filed a, a police report, but there were no witnesses that have come forward. 
Dude, you know this. This sounds like was there like a Zapruder a Zapruder film about yeah, this? Like, grassy uh, knoll, was there the grassy knoll? Was there a grassy knoll? Like, <laughs> where was he? Like, so did they know where the shot came from? I don't think so. And maybe it was a fallen elf. You know, I bet you. Yeah, it might like have been the Lucifer an elf that of was, the elves that was kicked out. Or you know what it probably was? It was probably the Santa from the year before that got replaced. <laughs> he was all pissed. Well, yeah. uh, that's a pretty good one there, uh, Wackerly, on the Sick and Wrong Holiday Star Scale. I'm going to give it uh, four Christmas stars. <laughs> four Christmas stars? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it four reindeer antlers. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Is that eight? Is it four pair of antlers or four, or four pair of pairs? antlers? Four okay. pair of antlers. My favorite story here for uh, the Christmas season 2007. You know, there hasn't been that many. I was looking I was looking for a while today to find out how many Christmas-related stories, Hanukkah-related stories. Yeah, well, I kind of blew my, my nogwad last yeah, week. Yeah, no, last week you had a great one. And so, I, you know, I'm actually taking one from a couple weeks ago. That's okay. But it gave me a chuckle. It's from this Christmas season. It is from that's this all Christmas season, so that's what matters here. So uh, this happened in Canada here. The Canadian Postal Service here is heartbroken over naughty Santa letters. I'm sure a lot of people might have heard about this. Happened in Ottawa. There's absolutely nothing ho-ho-ho about the letters Rosalinda Costa's children got from Santa this past uh, couple weeks ago, past Thursday. In fact, these letters included filthy messages. (laughs) So, you know, I, I read the story and I was just like, man, I've hated Christmas for so long and I never thought about doing this. I wish I would have done this. What even happened? How, who is writing? Cassanta wrote, wrote these children back? I don't well, understand. Let me explain here. Uh, these letters that uh, Rosalind Dakota's children got are two out of ten inappropriate letters dropped into mailboxes across Ottawa in the last two days. And there could be many more out there. They, they didn't really specify. Um, the Canadian Post shut down its Right to Santa's program. It's Right to Santa. It's a program that the Postal Service does. Uh, they shut it down while the Ottawa police hunt down the rogue elf. So wait a minute. <laughs> Canadians don't have anything better to do with their tax money than pay somebody at the post office to answer every letter to Santa that comes in? Yeah, well, according to Canada Post website, more than 11,000 current and retired Canadian postal employees ensure that every kid's letter with a return address gets an answer. Oh, so my God. children write a letter to Santa, which I didn't even know Canadians believe in Santa. Um <laughs> Yeah, they write a letter to Santa, and so these volunteers here and postal employees don't have anything better to do with their time. Well, so they write, um, uh, they answer the kids' letters. Yeah, as if from Santa. Every time I hear somebody carrying this claim, bed of lies, claim that, that Canada is better because of their health care and their gun control, I'm going to bring this story up, dude. Fucking Canadians, nothing better to do than just to sit around and drink beer and. And and talk about how cold it is. Yeah, well, it is really... You can't go outside, so I guess maybe sitting in your house writing back to children. I don't think there's any Jews up there. No, I don't, I don't think Because Jews would not tolerate in. this type of nonsense. I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think Canadians tolerate <laughs> Jews. <laughs> it's all about racial purity. I mean, their, their national dish is back bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the uh, Postal Service um, spokeswoman here said, Disappointed doesn't begin to describe how we feel. 
DeCosta, the parent, was far more than disappointed. She was stunned. When she went for the mail at her home on a Thursday morning, she was thrilled to see Santa had answered letters from her two-year-old, Maya, and 10-year-old son, Colton. My first thought was, wait until Colton got home from school so we could sit together and read the letters. <laughs> um, That's just asking for it. But she was happy she changed her mind. Uh, apparently, uh, she said, she told her little daughter, there's a letter from Santa just for you. Let's read it. She sat down on the couch with the two-year-old, opened the letter, began to read. Her mouth dropped open, and she said, oh, my God. The, uh, apparently, the each Santa letter that the Canadian Post delivers contains the same main message, but there's a handwritten personal postscript. <laughs> and so Maya's personal postscript said, this letter is too long, you dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, greedy kid asking for way too much. Yeah, but if you ask me, that, don't you think that's probably what Santa wants to write? <laughs> I mean, if there was a Santa, if it wasn't some yeah, huge he doesn't lie want, that's been he doesn't perpetuated want to hear about by the life. Gentiles. He doesn't want to hear about your life and all your you know, activities. He just wants the list of the stuff you want. And preferably maybe just one or two things. Well, apparently the, uh, the parent here was shocked. She called up the uh, Canadian Postal Service, and uh, she, was, she told her what happened. She said she had another letter, and the lady was like, well, you should open up the other letter. She went downstairs, picked up the letter, returned to the phone. What she read had both ladies gasping, oh, my God, oh, my God, they kept repeating. The personal postscript to her son's letter read, your mom sucks dicks and your dad is gay. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is the message that we should give every kid out there for Christmas. Ultimate Christmas reply. The ultimate Christmas reply, your mom sucks dicks and your dad is gay. Well, I mean, <laughs> Santa does see you when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake. So, you know, maybe <clears throat> maybe well, Santa was giving this kid some valuable information. I, I, yeah, I think Santa is, uh, I, he might know, uh, yeah, he, he might be keen to more knowledge than uh, the, a lot of the parents want to let out. Yeah. You know? And he's privy to a lot of that private information. Right. He was just, maybe it is a public service. So they brought a Canadian Post supervisor to the phone. He said, that's like dirt in my mouth, eh? I can't even say it, huh? <laughs> it was then that uh, the parent decided she had to call the uh, news service, and then it got kind of out to everybody. And uh, he said, my warning to everyone is, open your children's letter first, eh? Yeah. And then go drink a Molson. Because <laughs> there could be anthrax <laughs> in there, too. You know, I think they got off pretty easy. Well, I guess it's not necessary because uh, in Ottawa, they sent out an alert letter to all the carriers not to deliver any of these uh, letters from Santa. So much know, for that policy. Yeah. At present, the program will continue as it has for the past 26 years. So apparently they're not going to stop the program. This is the first incident of the kind in the program's history. Are they, are they going to pinpoint the guy who wrote these or gal? I guess there's a police dispatch out there. They're trying. There's an investigation to find out who could do it. But yeah. I guarantee it was a disgruntled Postal Service employee. He's going to get some Canadian-style justice. Instead of going postal, he was just getting revenge. Yeah, well, nobody was hurt. It's great. So on the uh, sick and wrong holiday star scale, uh, I'm going to have to probably give this 3.5 I'll give it. I'll also give it four reindeer antler butt plugs. You're giving plugs. it four reindeer antler butt plugs? Yeah. Well, you know, if you think about it, it's, you got to give them a couple couple uh, notches here for creativity. Yeah. I'm actually bummed because I wish I would have thought of it. I wish some kids would have gotten to the mail first. Yeah. <laughs> Which they probably did because they didn't find all the letters. Yeah. So uh, finally here, the uh, a listener sent in a great holiday story here that we're going to include in this uh, episode. Uh, this came in from Alva, 
who uh, has sent many, many stories in the past. I think Alva probably submits more stories than any other listener. Here's her big break. Yeah, and uh, this is the one story we've decided to use. Man nails Santa to cross to protest commercialism. <laughs> now, so is this know, an effigy Santa or an actual department store Santa? It, uh, you know, at first I was like kind of excited about this because I was like, wow, this guy got a department store Santa and nailed him to a cross, but it's actually an effigy. Okay. It's a mannequin. It's not even a real Santa. So, but you know, don't let that, uh, don't, don't, don't suddenly subtract points from the story. Okay. (laughs) Listen to me here. So, you know, I was thinking about this every year. There's some self-righteous fuck out there that's bitching about the commercialism of, of Christian, of uh, Christmas. Yeah. Every year. And you know, it's like, okay, I can't really argue with you. Yeah. People go spend, you know, countless dollars on Christmas gifts and trinkets for their family without even with complete disregard to their credit history or the amount of money that they have available and they charge up all this money and just buy all these useless gifts. And so, yeah, I guess we should be aware of commercialism, but you know what? This guy thinks he's like so original with this idea, this thought (laughs) process here, you know? Yeah, but he did take it to another level. You got to give him credit for that. That's true. Right, this happened in uh, Bremerton, Washington. Art Conrad has an issue with the commercialism of Christmas. But instead of just shunning the malls and turning off his TV, he decided to share his distaste with, the, uh, with his West Bremerton neighbors by displaying a 15-foot crucifix bearing Santa Claus in place of Jesus. <laughs> it's kind so of a good idea. in his yard? Yeah, <laughs> right in his uh, yard. I'm sure the neighbors loved it. Uh, Santa has been perverted from who he started out to be. This is what Conrad said. Now he's the person being used by corporations to get us to buy more stuff. He photographed the crucified Santa for his own Christmas cards, bearing the message, Santa died for your MasterCard. (laughs) It's clever. It's clever. You got to give him that. So not only is he annoying his neighbors, he's also annoying his friends and relatives. His friends and relatives. And I bet you this guy, that's all they got for Christmas. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Was this Christmas card. But you know what? That'd have been fine for me. (laughs) I'd have put this on the refrigerator for the next three years. Yeah. Uh, the front yard display is also Conrad's way of poking fun at political correctness. He believes people don't express their feelings because they're afraid of what other people might think. I've been to Bremerton, Washington, and I stayed in the creepiest hotel I've ever been in there. You know, I mean, it I, was like I'm the shining kind of David Overlook Lynch, Hotel. Twin Peaks type of hotel. Yeah, well, yeah, it wasn't old like the Overlook Hotel in The Shining, but it was like a 1960s hotel, but just like... Weird, creepy vibe, dirty, stained walls, uh, just really horrible plumbing. Yeah, that sounds kind of creepy. It's a Navy town. So, but I mean, it's a pretty small town, though. Yeah, but there's a huge Navy base there, so it's kind of it's in the Seattle area. But they all like God fearing people, so they're probably appalled by this. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they were appalled. Definitely, yeah. There's a lot of right wingers up there. One woman said she was offended, and another feared how children might respond. Dude, I would have been like, sweet, <laughs> you're my hero. Now, does he normally have a crucifix in his yard that he nailed the Santa to, or is all is the whole thing all a uh, Christmas? I think this decoration? is like a Christmas decoration. He was okay. trying to make a statement here. Gotcha. Uh, at least one person guessed that it was an anti-commercialism message. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. Conrad said he got the idea for his homemade display from an article he read years ago about Japanese merchants mistakenly mixing up symbols in preparing for Christmas. They put Santa on the cross instead of Jesus. <laughs> Which I love the Japanese. I love the, the Japanese. Christmas. Well, you know what's funny is they try to appropriate our culture, or, you know, our customs. Certain parts, but they just get Certain a little parts. screwed up. Well, I don't think they quite understand what the significance is because, no. you know, they're not Christian. Why should they? It's crazy. Yeah, I know. But even Jews know this. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised. Uh, 
Uh, Conrad thought the story was funny and decided that one day he'd have to put up a similar display. He created it by stuffing a Santa suit and borrowing the head off a motion-activated motion Santa that dances and sings Christmas carols. Oh, wait. So the, the head of the crucified Santa was sings singing Christmas, Christmas carols? carols. <laughs> I just Pretty, pretty badass. This I'm just impressed. got another star for me. <laughs> I guess the headless dancing Santa now carries a knife and sings and dances on Conrad's front porch. So he has two displays. <laughs> I hope this guy is not thwarted by any type of city council. If if anybody can if I had this in my yard, which I will, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> have a yard. I'm going to uh, you know, if the city council came around, I would not take it down. I, I would wanna... fight tooth and nail. I would go to the supreme court of the land that this is my yard. I put whatever freedom I want of expression. Yeah. I want to do this with Jesus. Wouldn't that be great? It's what, like they, Easter or something. No, just all year round. You know, they say the Jews killed Jesus. It's like, all right, well, he sings and dances now, and he <laughs> hangs out on the cross. You know what? I, you know, now I'm wondering. I, I think Art Conrad might be my Christmas hero. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. Sick or wrong uh, holiday star scale. What do you give this? I'm gonna give it five. I'm giving it a five star for creativity. This guy's great. I wish I kind of. If I would have known about this, I would have taken a trip up there to see it. You know, if, if have we, my picture taken. If at the we have any of the fans cross. in Washington, please take a picture, snapshot, and send it to Sick and yeah. Wrong Podcast at Hotmail. Maybe get a Sick and Wrong T-shirt on the effigy somehow. That would be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Well, we invite you to vote as to your favorite holiday story. Uh, go to sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 102. Well, Wackerly, it's about the end of the show, and uh, it's about high time we went out and started getting drunk because yeah, it's Christmas no, Eve. So we're going to go have to hit the tenderloin dive bars here. And uh, next week, we'll be back with episode 103, which will be a regular uh, episode. Is it going to be New Year's? It's not New Year's Eve. But we're not doing it when, if it's New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve, we're going to have to be drinking. We're gonna, so that show's not going to post till like, Wednesday, I would think. Yeah, it probably won't post till after the fact. The second. At least, at least. But anyway, in the meantime, if uh, you haven't given us a Christmas present yet, go and uh, vote on uh, Podcast Alley. I think or buy already, a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, or buy a t-shirt. We're already at like 100 votes, but we're one behind the Bible Podcast. Oh, and you can't let the Bible Podcast win. Not during Christmas. Not during Christmas. Not during Christmas. You can't do it. So so uh, give us a vote at sickgroundpodcast.com. And uh, we'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. And, you know, if you want to commit suicide, Ramadan. do it. <laughs> Seriously, the message you should get from this show, if you want to commit suicide, do it. But do it creatively. Yeah. Yeah. As, Merry- as, as you should do with all things. Merry Christmas. Until next week. Take it sleazy. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Oh, give me a noose I can hang from the tree. I need no excuse to end my misery. This holiday season is all the more reason to die. on my mittens one green and one red and I walk alone where they bury the dead the snow falls as I grieve it's a gothic death rock Christmas Eve 
bottle is empty, a sleigh has a flat, a stripper in my bed is ugly and fat, her tassels are tangled, and what's worse my jingle won't jangle. This time of the year makes me sick to my guts, all this good cheer is a pain in the nuts. When it's your career to be down in the dumps Tidings of comfort and joy really suck I feel like St. Nicholas is pulling my leg this thing we call Christmas is a sorry black plague. This holiday season is all the more reason. All the more reason to die. Suicide is painless 
gonna leave it if I'm clean.